Hi guys! I am so excited to be recording the very first episode of my new podcast called Bitch Work today for you guys. This has been an idea I've had in my head for probably like six months now. I just didn't know if I wanted to start a podcast, jump on that bandwagon, how I wanted to present the podcast to you guys, whether I wanted to do it all audio or do half of it on my YouTube channel and incorporate videos into it and stuff. So I just kind of had a lot of um, internal things that I needed to figure out before I released it to you guys slash also think of a name. But once I thought of the name Bitch Work, I knew that it was time for me to get on my shit and start this podcast for you. So enough of that bullshit. Let me talk about what this podcast is actually about and why I'm so excited to be starting this for you guys. And really, this is for you guys. Um, Essentially, I get probably, I don't know, three to four DMs on Instagram a day. Also, by the way, follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Jordan Rebecca, and you can follow this podcast as well at at bitchworkpodcast on Instagram. So essentially, I get three to four DMs a week, probably, just from people asking about how I got my first internship, um, advice on their career, how I got my job, how they think my job is so cool, and how they wish they could have a job like that, and really just how I got to where I am, and how to get your first internship, how to have a first good relationship with your boss, how to um, do well in your first internship to then get hired. So these are all questions that I get so frequently and I feel like I answer them all the time. I also feel like I've made a lot of YouTube videos about those subjects and I can only tell my story so many times. I can only share with you guys my experience so many times when in actuality that's only my experience. There are so many other amazing and honestly inspirational girls out there who have just as helpful stories to help you guys get where you want to be. Once I graduated college, I kind of looked around at all of my friends and I noticed that like, wow, we all have really, really sick jobs. And like some of my friends have jobs that are way cooler than mine, I think are so interesting and are in completely different realms than I work in. And I look at them and I'm like, all of my friends are so dope. Like, they should be sharing their stories with my followers as well, not just me. Because, of course, I have my pieces of advice that I think are super helpful and could really help you guys. But imagine how much you guys could thrive and how much you could learn if I also shared all of my friends' stories and their advice as well. So that's what I'm going to be doing within this podcast. I'm going to be interviewing all of my friends who have like literally the sickest jobs, ask them about their first internship, how they transferred from internship to hired position, how long it took them to get hired after graduation, what they studied in school, what they did during college to get where they are now, and essentially just explore their career with them and talk about how they got to this starting position that I believe will ultimately leap them into extreme success in the future. So I think it's really cool because we're not talking to people who are already CEOs and business owners. We're talking to people who are starting off in their career, are super relatable, and can really give you guys some advice that I think you guys can really grasp onto and actually use. We're just going to talk to girls who 
actually have careers that you guys could get in one, two, three years. Not people who are at the height of their career, but people who are just starting out. And that's what I think is so unique and cool about this podcast. And I really hope to interview girls who, you know, are working in media and and not even girls, guys too, but like we're starting off with girls because like most of my friends are girls who don't just work in media, but also music, law, business, fashion, Um, One of my best friends is a guidance counselor. Like, I think that'd be so cool to talk to her about her bitch work and what she had to do to get where she is today. And the reason the podcast is called Bitch Work is because if you are attempting to achieve a goal or get to a certain point in your career, no matter what, I believe no matter what, in what field you work in, you're always going to have to do the bitch work because someone's always going to have to be ahead of you. You're going to have a boss. You're going to be an intern and you're going to have to do the bitch work in order to climb up the ranks. It's like, you know, what you need to do to get where you have to be. Everyone starts somewhere and everyone has to do this busy work that nobody really else wants to do, but someone's got to do it. It's like getting the coffee or making the copies. Everyone has to do those things at some point in their career. So bitch work just like really felt natural to me. And also, Tina pointed this out to me, my boss at Food Network. She said, not only is it like bitch work, but she's like, it's like bitch work, which, you know, it's just cute. So that's it. That's my little spiel. Welcome to the first episode of Bitch Work. Today is going to be a solo podcast with just me. I'm going to talk to you guys about my advice, how I got to where I am in my career, a little bit about my job, and just kind of like how I got here. And then also answer some of your questions that you asked me on Instagram, honestly, throughout the years about my career, networking, all those sorts of things. So I'm excited and let's just get into it. So before I get into where I started and how I got to where I am, I want to tell you guys what I currently do as a professional in the workforce. Um, I don't just do YouTube. I don't just make podcasts. I actually have a full-time job. I work at the Food Network as an associate producer on their digital video team, more specifically for the Snapchat Discover team. If you follow me on YouTube or on Instagram, then you probably already know that. And if you don't, please do. My username is at JordanRebecca for both of those things. I know that's a lot of words and a lot of different titles, but essentially I am an associate producer, which the word associate just kind of levels out my ranking amongst the rest of the producers on our team. And essentially, the rest of the words, let's break this down. So that's associate producer. And then we have on the digital video team at Food Network, which means I work at Food Network. It is a TV company, TV network owned by Discovery Communications. I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. Um, Diners, drive-ins, and dives, spring baking championship, chopped, all that stuff. That's Food Network. Reed Drummond, Ina Garden, Rachel Ray, that's Food Network. I work on the digital side of that, so I don't work on any of the TV shows. I don't work with anything that goes on your actual TV on the network. I do all of their digital stuff, or I don't do all their digital stuff. I work on the team that does all of their digital stuff. So I help create content that Food Network posts on their Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Snapchat Discover, which leads me to my team, which is the Snapchat Discover team. So if you guys are familiar with the app Snapchat, you know that there is a Discover channel, portion of the app where a bunch of different publishers post and release essentially like online magazines like Cosmo has one we have one Refinery29 has one like really a lot of brands have them CNN ESPN and they're essentially like a collection of videos articles shareables quizzes things like that in a digital format that you can find on the Snapchat app my main goal is to make content for Snapchat but 
because we are an all-encompassing digital brand, the content that my team makes actually ends up going on all of Food Network social media as well. So the videos and the things that we create for Snapchat also get um, released and published on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everything. IGTV, the works. The difference between us and the normal digital video team that's not focused on Snapchat is that we are just catering to a different audience. We're making content for the people who are using Snapchat, a way younger audience than the rest of the Food Network audience. So we're trying to create content that younger people are going to enjoy and intake and learn from. So that's essentially the biggest difference between my team and another digital video team at Food Network. Now, My job, my day-to-day responsibilities include a lot of different things. I think when I was in college, I didn't really understand like what a producer really did. I knew that I wanted to be one. I knew that I wanted to work in media. I knew that I wanted to create content, but I didn't really know what a producer did. Now, I believe that a producer in a digital media setting is very different than a producer for a TV show or a movie. Like, they couldn't be more different. Um, And hopefully one day I'll get to talk to someone who does work in production and TV and film, and we'll learn a little bit more about that. But for me and in my company, this is what a producer means within my world of work. I actually have a lot of responsibilities at work because I started off my job as a coordinator. I then moved up to associate producer. But first, let's focus on the associate producer role as opposed to the coordinator stuff. So as a producer in the digital world, you're really all-encompassing. You pitch ideas for series, you write scripts, you direct, you set the budget with the help of a production manager. You're really the force behind the shoot. You make everything happen. And I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I love it so, so much. This past year, about two months ago, I actually produced my very first series on my own called Treat Yourself with Skylar, which was a huge feat for me and something I'm super, super proud of. This is season two. I worked hand in hand with a producer last year on season one, and this year it was all on my own. So for that, I you know, planned out our schedule. We had to go to different spas every day for the series. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. I had to coordinate with all the spas. I had to set a budget with the help of my senior producer and also, like I said, our production manager. Um, I had to write the scripts. I had to come up with all the ideas for the episodes. I was the director on set. You are the lead of the shoot and it's super, super exciting. Everyone looks to you for the answers to questions, what they should be doing next, what we're looking for, what kind of shots we want, all of those sorts of things. It's like you are in charge of the shoot. Granted, it's a small shoot. This isn't like a multi-million dollar video movie TV shoot. It's shorter form. The episodes are about five to seven minutes. Um, It's obviously lower budget and it's, it's just different than TV. It's producing a YouTube video, but have a lot, but having a lot of other people behind you who are really counting on what you're doing. So that's essentially my role as associate producer. So I work on series and we also make recipe videos that you guys see all the time on Instagram, Facebook, all those sorts of things, probably on Twitter. I don't really know because I don't use Twitter, but it's like those overhead looking videos where you like just see the hands doing the recipe. So we also create a bunch of those. So that's really like everything with the associate producer role. And then when we finish filming those 
cuts of hands and pans, we like to call them. We also, you know, edit them, um, review them, all those sorts of things. So that's kind of the role with the associate producer. Now, the coordinator role is totally more Snapchat focused. And this, I feel, is a little bit more of an administrative stuff. It's really just things that, like, I do at my computer, not super hands, not super hands-on on set type of things. Really, my job is all-encompassing. If anyone needs anything, no matter how small the task is, I will be there for my team. And I think that that's a really essential um, attitude to have in really any job. And if you guys get anything out of this podcast, please just remember that like you are never too big. No job is ever too small for you. Even if you are the CEO of a company one day, you should be willing to order lunch for the crew because that is how you get shit done. And that's how you are part of a productive Um, well-oiled machine, really, and a team that does things together. No one is too big for any job. Just remember that. No one likes a big ego. For the stuff that I do as a coordinator that's incorporated into my current associate producer role, um, like I said, it's a lot of administrative stuff. It is making sure our edition is good when it comes to headlines, scheduling videos that go into our edition, really coordinating everything that has to go into an edition for Snapchat Discover, making sure we have the links and uploading the videos to the Snapchat platform that we create our editions on, all of that sort of thing. It's definitely like coordinating the edition. So that's where I am now. That is my role. That's really a brief overview of everything that I do at work. And now I'd like to share with you guys how I got there and some of my tips for getting a job like this, maintaining a job like this, moving forward in video production, and really how I learned to love this and and how I'm continuing to learn to get better and better at my job and really just what you guys want to hear, how I got here. So I'm going to start with my very first internship experience, which was all the way back in high school. This is absolutely not necessary. I do not think you need to be starting interning in high school, but I apparently did. I had two internships in high school. My first internship ever was at a talent agency in New York City. It was a super, super small talent agency that focused on child stars on Broadway. To be completely frank with you, I do not remember one thing that I did at this internship except for organize my boss's desktop on her computer. She had like a million things all over her computer. Her hard drive was completely unorganized and I just remember that was what I did. I organized her hard drive and she was like so grateful for it. And if that's not bitch work, I do not know what is. I literally sat there for like five weeks and organized this woman's hard drive. Um, so that was my first internship experience. It's where I really learned to, you know, just do whatever I was told and do it with a smile and do the best fucking job organizing this woman's hard drive that I possibly could do. I think I was going into my junior year of, or my sophomore year of high school at this point. I don't know why I started interning so early, but I do think that it really helped me in the long run. And I did this through a high school internship program called Discovery Internships, or at least that's what it was called at the time. It was actually a really, really amazing program. It sets you up with an internship. They provide housing for you in New York City, and it was really, really awesome. So if you are in high school and looking to start interning pretty early, I would definitely check out Discovery Internships. It's a high school-specific internship program. They taught me some very integral things about being an intern and working in a work environment. 
lesson that I really wish I could implement on every intern ever for the future because I truly think it gave me the foundation that I needed to be an intern that people remembered. Little things are really what people are looking for in interns. If you are an intern right now and you have nothing to do instead of sitting there at your desk waiting for your supervisor to tell you to do something, I would just get up and ask literally anyone around you at the office if they can help, if you can help with anything. Even if you're if your boss says, no, I don't have anything for you right now, you can say, oh, well, could I ask anyone else in the office if they need help with anything? And I'm sure he will be, he or she will be floored that you are so welcome and open to trying to help really anyone in the office. This is just a quick anecdote. I interned at Food Network as well, which I will get into. But when I got hired directly after um, I was an intern, after graduation, one of the higher up um managers in the office came up to me and she said oh my god Jordan I'm so happy you are back you were such an amazing intern out of 15 years of working here you were the only intern who wasn't my intern who came up to me and asked me if I needed help with anything and that was so memorable she wasn't my manager she wasn't my boss she was just someone that I knew in the office that I said hi to every once in a while and I was bored out of my mind so I went up to her and I said hey do you have anything I can work on? And she said, no, I don't. I don't need any help with anything, but thank you so much for asking. And it stuck with her for over a year. So that's just a little quick anecdote, just throwing it out there that it's really, really beneficial to be just an active intern and be there. Even if you don't end up doing anything, it's a good tip. Then my second internship was at Revlon Cosmetics. I worked in the PR department for a summer, again, through Discovery Internships. I don't, again, remember anything that I did for this internship, but I do know that I would think I was going into my junior or senior year of high school. Um, I was the youngest intern there. Everyone else who was an intern was in college, and it made me feel really, really cool. Um, Again, I don't remember one thing I did at this internship, but I think it was good. And I just remember being in the beauty closet a lot. And we would send out these things called like, we would send out these things called send outs. I'm pretty sure they were called. And essentially like a magazine would call to Revlon and be like, hey, we're writing a story on lipsticks. Can you send us like five of your creamy lipsticks? nude lipsticks or whatever and then I would go into the beauty closet pull the colors that they wanted and messenger it over to the brand or the magazine or the influencer probably now or whatever so those are my first two experiences with internships these two weren't really like anything noteworthy because I was so young I was really just a good experience for me to get into an office setting learn how to you know dress appropriate for the office interact with people in an office, be helpful, those sorts of things. It was very more administrative, which I think a lot of internships are. It's very rare that an internship you're going to learn so much about the industry that you're working in, which I think is something something to keep in mind. I don't think you're going to learn a ton about the world you want to work in via an internship. You're going to learn about how to be a team player, how to be a good employee, those sorts of things. That's what internships teach you. They're not going to teach you how to edit a video or operate a camera or direct a shoot. Maybe they'll give you tidbits of that, but the most thing that I think you will learn, at least from my experience, 
is being a good part of a team and being helpful and proving yourself to these people that you can work in this office and be helpful. Okay, so then moving on into my college internships, which I definitely think were where I really learned a ton and where I really figured out that being in video and being in production was where I wanted to be. As you can see, the last two internships I did were just kind of like fun, cool internships that I thought would be an enjoyable time for the summer, where as when I started interning in college, it was when I really started getting into YouTube. I really found a passion in video production and I had this really huge portfolio behind me of evidence and proof that I could that I could create video and that I could be a producer. So my first internship in college was at a, it was a local news station. I worked for their morning show and this was such a crazy experience. Prior to this, I was like, oh my God, the Today Show would be my dream. Good morning, America. I would love to work. I want to be a morning show host. Like this is what I want. After this internship, I was like, this is not what I want at all because the hours of this internship were so crazy. It was 3 a.m. to noon, 3 a.m. to noon. Truthfully, the worst summer of my life. It was a great station. It was, everyone was super friendly. It was awesome, whatever. I learned a lot, but the hours were just so crazy for me. And that is when I knew that I could not work in morning television. Absolutely not, not something that I want to do. Never again and never have I done it again. So this was the first internship where I saw potential opportunity to prove myself. In my past internships, I kind of was just like, oh, I'm here, I'll do the best that I can. But I was also in high school. This was my first internship in college and I was like, I can prove myself here. I can prove myself that I can come up with creative ideas for packages. I can prove myself that I can be on camera. It was a really essential time in showing my creativity and proving to the people around me that I was memorable. Essentially, the internship kind of went down like this. We would get there in the morning. We would like man the phones on the news lines for a while. And then once the show started at around like, I don't know, 8 or 9 a.m., we would sit in the studio, watch the anchors do the show. We would sometimes get to go in the field with some of the anchors if they were doing packages or segments outside of the studio. And then after the show was over, we would have an hour or two to kind of just like chill. And every once in a while, an anchor would be like, hey, I need an idea for this package. Can you help me? Do you have any ideas for any new segments or anything like that? And usually the interns would kind of be like, oh no, yeah, I didn't really think of anything. But I saw this as a potential opportunity to like literally blow the pants off of them and try to figure out a six segment idea that they would actually put on the air. This one, this one anchor who I really liked, she was like, hey, um, I need help thinking of something. Like, can you please let me know? It was like the end of the day. I was supposed to get out at 12 and at like 11.59, she came up to me and was like, hey, like I need help thinking of something. Or she said it to me and a bunch of interns. So at 11.59, I was like, shit, I really want to go home, but I'm going to think of an idea for her. And it was like the middle of summer and I was like, I have a brilliant effing idea. We should do a segment on how to cut fruit. And she was like, what? And I was like, different hacky ways to cut your fruit, um, like different cool ways to cut a watermelon that's easy and convenient. And that segment went on the air, which was super cool for me. My first experience really coming up with an idea, someone appreciating it, someone liking it, and then seeing it happen. And because I thought of the idea, you know, she let me be on set with her when she filmed it, all of those sorts of things. And 
looking back on it, that was a sick internship. Like, it really taught me a lot. I got to be out on the field. I got to do all these really cool, fun things. Um, and I really liked that one. Then we kind of get into the two internships that were super defining for me. Next summer, I interned at Food Network, which really obviously was was essential for me because now I work there full time. Now, I'm not going to say that this internship was the most um, hands-on or interactive. I got to learn what it was like to be on set. I got to learn what it was like to work in a digital media environment. And it's when I really realized that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create these videos. I wanted to be on set. I wanted to learn how to edit. I wanted to do all these things. Some internships are more active than others. And as much as it sucks and as boring as it is and how you're way beyond getting coffee and doing coffee runs and offloading media on cards and all that sort of thing, you have to do it sometimes because the point of you being at an internship is to learn and to be there when somebody needs you and to prove to your boss that you're trustworthy to actually be given some responsibility. So I didn't do a ton of my internship at Food Network, but I did learn one essential thing from that internship, and that is to keep in touch with your internship bosses. If I could give you guys one piece of advice when it comes to getting a job, it is to keep in touch with your bosses. I can guarantee you I would not have my current job at the Food Network right now if I did not keep in touch with my boss from my previous internship at the Food Network every few months via email during my senior year of college. Every holiday, every landmark I saw that Food Network hit, I would email both of my internship coordinators, bosses, mentors, whatever, and I would say, oh my god, hey, I saw that this new video you guys uploaded hit this many views or I saw this or I saw that um, you're launching this new segment or this new series. Congrats. That's amazing. I, I'm currently working on this at school. I'm so excited. Graduation's coming up. Whatever. Even if they didn't reply back, it didn't matter because they knew me. They remembered me. They knew that I was interested in continuing my work with them because I literally didn't let them forget it. Not in an annoying way, but just when it was relevant. You know, every Christmas, I would, every Christmas, there was only one Christmas, but on Christmas, I emailed my boss and I said, hi, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, hope you're doing well. Um, I'm going to be in New York these days over winter break, would love to like get coffee and catch up, whatever. We never did, but it was a nice sentiment. It's really being active in those ways that's going to set you apart from other interns and really make you an actual candidate for a job. After my internship at Food Network was probably the best internship I ever had, which was at E! News in Los Angeles at their Universal City office. It was literally so dope. It was the coolest internship I have ever experienced in my life. I got to go to red carpets. I got to work as a field reporter and help the field reporters on red carpets. I got to do digital segments. I got to help pull images for packages. It was really, really an awesome hands-on internship. But like I said, every internship gives you something different. This internship, I really learned the ins and outs of, you know, doing a live Facebook show, um, pulling images for segments and learning how to write scripts learning how to interview a celebrity if that ever came to be, learning how to act on a red carpet, um, what content I needed for packages, what sort of stuff I needed for all of those things. And also it really introduced me into this world of network 
digital media because when I was at E, I worked on the news team, which was super fun, but like I really wanted to be on the digital video team. So that's when I knew that that's really what I wanted to do. Um, E was sick. It was one of the best experiences ever and it was just so fun. Now, like every internship has bitch work, obviously. I had to get coffee. I had to get lunch. I had to pick up Postmates orders for the hosts of E! News, but like it was sick and to be able to mingle and talk to some of the people that I did was like truly some of the best moments ever like I was in the same room as Jennifer Lawrence and like Chris Pratt at one point it was so awesome and like sometimes I miss that life a lot it was really 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 fun after my internship at E I went back to Syracuse University for my last semester which is where I graduated from and where I went to all four years of college and this was when I really started hounding on my not hounding but like emailing and keeping in touch with my past internship um supervisors so at e even i saw that like one of the hosts from e was going to be at syracuse university for something for a talk or something like that and i emailed my internship coordinator and i said hey i saw that zuri is going to be on syracuse's campus if she needs absolutely anything just let me know i would love to help her i will help her like get comfortable in her dressing room whatever granted they didn't end up needing me to help her with anything but just the fact that I reached out about it, I think, set me apart. So, the day that I graduated Syracuse University, I set up a bunch of little informational interviews around New York City with people that I had been connected with, past internship bosses, things like that. I just wanted to get out there and really try to start networking with people in order to get a job because I did not graduate with a job. And let me tell you guys, if you are planning on graduating with a degree in media, television, production, screenwriting, whatever, don't expect a job by graduation. It is so different than having a job in business or, you know, going to grad school. Like the entertainment industry and works in such a tight turnaround that they don't need someone who's going to start in six months. They need someone who's going to start in two weeks. So if you are majoring in TV, film, whatever, you want to work in media, honestly, my biggest recommendation is to enjoy your second semester, senior year, do whatever you want, have fun with your friends, live life, graduate, do well in your classes, and the second you graduate, that's when you start thinking about jobs. It is so rare that you graduate with a job in media. It all comes at least two months after, so like, don't worry about it, don't stress about it. It's just a different world. Like, it's a fast turnaround life in the entertainment industry. Totally recommend just like having fun and not really worrying about it. But then when you graduate, that's when you start worrying about it. Set up all these informational interviews for myself and one of them was with my old boss at the Food Network. I think it was half luck, half stuff that I, you know, put out into the universe, but we got lunch and he was like, look, actually, this is so crazy. A position just opened up on the Snapchat team. Um, let me tell this chat, the Snapchat supervisor that you're interested and you're looking for a job and I'll let you know what she says. Two hours later, I got an email from her that was like, hey Jordan, we'd love to interview for this position. Two days later, I had an interview via Skype because I was on vacation with my mom and the next day I got the job and it was such a whirlwind and it was so crazy. I was planning on going to Greece for the summer. I was planning on traveling and that all got canceled because I had to move to New York City and start my job. Yeah, that's my story. That's how I got to where I am today. Um, I think along the way, I shared with you guys a bunch of super helpful notes and anecdotes about how to act as an intern, what kind of intern you should be, stuff to do after your internship, and things like that. 
that's my story. That's how I got here. I will obviously record another solo podcast if you guys have more specific questions for me. Um, but as of right now, I asked you guys on my Instagram to ask me some questions about job and career. So I will answer some of those now and then that will wrap up our first ever episode of Bitch Work. And I loved recording this. This was so fun. Um, so yeah, I'm going to answer some of your questions right now. Because so many of you wrote in and asked me questions, it just solidifies the fact that you guys have questions about this subject and you want to know these things. So it makes me really excited that I'm starting this podcast and that I can help you guys with it. So I'm just going to go through some of the questions that you guys asked me, answer them as best as I can, and always remember if you have more questions that you want to be featured on the podcast or you want me to answer, just follow me on Instagram or follow at bitchwork to, you know, be involved in any Q&As that are coming up. So let me just start off with the first question. So many of you guys asked me, what was your major and is this like what you always knew you wanted to do? So I studied television, radio, and film at Syracuse University in the Newhouse School of Communications, um, which is their communication school and where they have a bunch of different media-esque majors such as television, radio, and film, which was me, um, like online journalism, journalism, magazine, advertising, PR, all of those things fall within the communication school at Syracuse. My major television, radio, and film, aka TRF, was so dope. I loved my major so much. I loved all of my classes, some of which were hard, um, some of which were so fun and so enjoyable. It was truthfully the best decision ever for me on what major to go with. I just, I loved TRF so much and I think I'm one of the rare people in this world who did always know what they wanted to do. As soon as I kind of came to terms with the fact that I wasn't going to be a superstar, I was like, okay, then I want to work in media. I know I want to work in entertainment. I know I want to make things. And I'd already started my YouTube channel. So I kind of knew that I wanted to go in that direction. So I always knew I wanted to um, work in TV or digital media. The part that I wasn't sure about was what I wanted to do, but it wasn't until I learned what a producer was and really became involved with that that I figured out that that, in fact, is what I wanted to do. But if you don't know what you want to do and you're kind of struggling with that, that's totally fine. Majority of the people in this world don't know what they want to do when they graduate college, so you have plenty of time to figure it out. And that's what's so beautiful about, like, your young early 20s and even like later 20s is that this is your time to like figure out your life and you can try different things. It's not that big of a deal. Any advice for those looking to pursue something similar or work with the Food Network? Besides all the advice that I gave earlier about like being an intern and all of that sort of thing and like keeping in touch with your boss and just being like a stand-up intern, I would say it's most important to show the person that you are applying to this job for that this is your passion and like you want to do this no matter what and you have experience doing this. So by that I mean you have to make your resume stand out somehow. So if you want to be a video producer, produce videos. No one's stopping you. All you need is a camera. You can even do it on an iPhone these days. If you want to be a buyer in fashion, start a fashion Instagram. Show the people that like you are doing and you're actively pursuing this career without them. I think that's what really makes you stand out in any situation, but particularly if you are looking to work in production, especially digital media, like start a YouTube channel, start a reel, 
go out there and make content. It's like if you if you want to be a photographer, you can't someone's going to hire you as a photographer if they don't have something to look at that will prove to them why they should hire you. And I personally think that's really what is going to set you apart because not many people who are graduating college or even in their early 20s are using their free time to make content and really put their heart and soul into something that they want to do as work. This is a really good question. How do you get your foot at the door at big name companies without having a connection? It's a good question and it's also a difficult question because in the entertainment industry, as shitty as it is, it's who you know. Really, it's who you know. Having a connection can honestly send you from the bottom of a resume list to the top, as much as that sucks, but it's the truth. So I think the first thing to consider is is really take advantage of every possible connection you may have. Even if you know someone who works at like the finance department at this big company, you never know who they are friends with or like what strings they could possibly pull. Now, there's obviously the situation where you're just not going to know anyone who works at the company that you want to work at. And if that's the case, I would honestly do a little bit of stalking on LinkedIn, find someone who works in the department that you are applying for, reach out to them via LinkedIn and ask if you can have an informational interview. I mean, the worst thing they're going to say is no, but it can't get you any worse than where you already were. Of course, don't be like overbearing about it. Be respectful. Be kind. Say, I would love to take you out for a cup of coffee and discuss this position with you. I've already submitted my application. Say, hi, I saw that you guys posted this job. I'm so interested in it. I actually already submitted my application and I saw that you worked in this department. I just wanted to know if we could grab coffee, maybe have a little informational interview. I have some questions about the job. Um, Let me know if you're free. So it's really all about reaching out, being kind, but also putting in initiative and showing that you are a proactive person. Do not reach out to someone if you haven't applied to a job. If there isn't a job listing at a company that you want to work at, you can reach out to the person and say, hi, I saw you have this job title on LinkedIn. I am so interested in working in something like that. Do you have any time, any 15 minutes this week to grab coffee with me? I would absolutely love to learn more about what you do. And again, the worst thing they can say is no, but at least you tried. So I think that's a good tip for how to get in at a big name company without having a connection. Also, sometimes it's just dumb luck. Just apply and hope for the best. And also always reach out to the person who you're submitting your application to if that's a possibility. Any advice for people who didn't have internships when it comes time to get a full-time job? Um, I think it's all of the same things that I just said. And also 100% it is being proactive in what you're applying for. If you're applying for a job in network television and you have no experience, I don't think that you're going to be the top person on their list. But if you haven't had an internship, yet you're making YouTube videos and have this content and have these things you can show them or even just have a reel that you can present to them, then that's going to make you stand out above an internship, you know? But I do think that if you're in this situation, you have to understand and you have to be um, sensitive to the fact that it's possible that you will not get your dream job right away. You have to go from the bottom to the top. And if you're graduating college without an internship, maybe consider doing a summer internship this summer after you graduate. It's really, really helpful to have those experiences on your resume 
And as an employer, someone is going to look at a resume that has, I worked at a Froyo shop and did cheerleading in high school versus someone who has six internships. They're going to pick the person with six internships. So I think it's just important to be flexible and know that you might not get a full-time job right away. You might have to start out as an intern. And you know what? That's totally fine because we all start somewhere. But of course, that really just... I think applies to like media and entertainment jobs. I think that it's much different when it comes to like a teaching job or finance or business. I'm really unsure, but I'm pretty sure if you want to like be a teacher or be a doctor, like there's certain other steps you have to take for those things. But I'm speaking specifically to what I know, which is entertainment, media, those sorts of things. How do you approach projects at work that are vague or complicated? So I chose this question because I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with and it's asking for help and asking questions. Personally, if some, if I tell someone something to do and they don't ask me a question about it, I'm going to think that they weren't listening. Questions are always welcome. Never be scared to ask questions. Questions are what make the person speaking to you Make It makes them feel like you're engaged, makes them feel like you're paying attention, and there really is no such thing as dumb questions. I would rather someone ask me a million questions right off the bat about how to do something that I explain to them versus them doing it wrong and having to do it again. So I just, I really just wanted to ingrain in you guys that asking questions and asking for help is super, super important. And honestly, it shows signs of maturity to know when you need to reach out for a little bit more guidance or a little bit more help. Okay, this is a really good question. Skills you think are necessary when applying to social slash digital positions within TV? So I think that there's a lot. Um, obviously, it depends on what you want to do, but I think having a basic understanding of the Adobe suites is so incredibly helpful. Photoshop, Lightroom, Um, After Effects, Premiere, those things, although you might not need to use them, I think that it's super, super helpful to have them in your back pocket because worst case, if you need to edit something on the fly or someone needs a thumbnail or an Instagram picture that they want to put up or a meme, literally anything, if you know how to use those programs at least briefly, you'll be able to kind of Google the rest and figure out how to make something. But like having a general understanding of those things, I think is super, super necessary and super useful for jobs like this. I think that TV and digital positions honestly are mostly personality driven. You need to have a very specific personality to thrive in a fast paced, kind of scary, crazy world. The number one thing you need is leadership, um, positivity, negative energy is literally the worst. Never be the negative person in the office. Goal-oriented, fast-paced. I want someone and I strive to be someone who can get things done quickly and correct. Um, always be on top of your game. Really detail-oriented and someone who honestly has a passion for it and cares. Because if you have a passion for digital media and social and TV, All of those other things are going to come naturally. I think there's a lot of people out there who see this glamorous world of TV and production and digital media and they want to be a part of it and they're like, oh my god, that's the coolest job ever. I want to do it. But then they get there and to be honest, guys, it's like a normal office job half the time. Sure, there are things about it that are really glamorous and really fun and you have to be on set and meet people and all of those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, it's a normal job 
And I think people get really caught up in it. They think it's like an easy way out to be successful because they think it's just like posting on Instagram or pressing record on a camera, but it's so much more than that. So if you're super, if you're really truly passionate about it, that's all you really need because all the other stuff will come with that. There's a lot of phonies out there, guys. It's, it's rough out on these streets. That is the last question I will be answering today. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. I'm really, really excited to record more episodes for you guys and just talk about all things career-related and continue this. I'm really excited about it, and I hope you all are excited too. So I will see you next time, or talk to you next time. I don't know. I'm so used to ending YouTube videos, so I will talk to you next time. Um, Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye!